When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Oh, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. And you guys have found the most fan-friendly, interactive show in all of Minnesota sports, maybe even in the world. We're still trying to quantify it, quite frankly. This is Vikings Ventline, presented by Surly Brewing Company and TCL. If you'd like to get on the show and, uh, I don't know, celebrate a sixth Vikings victory or complain about some of the things that led to it being closer than it needed to be, you can email us, vikingsventline at gmail.com, and Declan will be uh, getting as many people in over the next hour and a half or so as possible. Keep it clean. Keep the language clean. Just don't get us fired or anything like that. Otherwise, we'll turn the show uh, over to you guys shortly here. Judd, you are inside U.S. Bank Stadium. That's Judd. I'm Phil Mackey. Declan Goff, our executive producer. Um, before we get to your take, just a shout-out to TCL, uh, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Uh, Judd, you were in there for three and a half hours watching this football game. Just your your main takeaway as the clock uh, wound down to zero for another Vikings victory. My main takeaway is this: there are some years in which you uh, things don't go your your way, uh, i.e., the 2020-21 Vikings. Uh, you don't seem to get breaks. Luck does not shine on you. And then there are years like 2017 where you know what. You're a pretty good team. But more importantly, luck is with you. Things break your way. Sports is about breaks, too. Uh, and the more that I watch this very flawed team in a very flawed league, the Vikings, uh, I begin to think that they really should try and capitalize on this as long as they possibly can. Because uh, I would not imagine that the amount of good fortune the 2022 Vikings are getting that you can count on in 2023 Again, I would like to see them improve at certain spots, right guard, um, kicker perhaps. But all of that being said, my main takeaway is this is exactly, it's another probably too close game. Ultimately, who cares? Um, But it's another in a series of games in which you have created breaks, gotten breaks, and you are 6-1. and As a result, I'm also firmly convinced that a year ago, the Vikings lose this game. Yeah. So I guess my main takeaway is I still feel like the Vikings are only playing at, like, their 70th percentile. Like, I don't think we've seen anything close to a complete game. And I don't think you're going to have—even the best teams in the league, the Bills and the Chiefs, aren't going to give you a complete game every single Sunday. But we really haven't seen that yet from the Vikings. And because of good fortune and just being good late in halves and late in games, they've been able to rack up six wins in their first seven games. So 
I don't think the Vikings should feel the need to apologize for the way that they are winning. In fact, the way that they are winning, which is finding a way to win when you're not playing at your best, is a positive attribute. So, I I mean, there's plenty of things to nitpick, and you mentioned a few of them, and we will get to those throughout the show. I'm sure people are going to bring that stuff up, but uh, I just continue to to take away positives from these victories. You should, if you're winning games that are close in the fourth quarter, is there a little luck involved? Of course. Like, is there some good fortune involved? Yes. But does it, does it take a highly skilled group and collection of coaches to win close games? Like when you watch that game today, you thought, boy, Kevin O'Connell played better chess in the fourth quarter than Cliff Kingsbury. And there was a muffed punt in there too. But I just, I just feel like Kevin O'Connell has a steady hand on the wheel in these situations. Uh, more so than Mike Zimmer did, and certainly more so than Cl- Cliff Kingsbury has uh, throughout the last couple of years. So, Dex, what's your main takeaway before we get into some of the fans here? I, I have needed so many Surly Brewing products after losses, um, and as that literally just goes onto the screen right now, a hyper-modern 7 IPA there, Zolgat. I'll, I'll drink one for you and for Phil here as uh, I just try to process another like three-and-a-half-hour just heart-racing Win loss, watching the win probability go on a roller coaster on ESPN, and just kind of trying to go through the motions. Yeah, murky one. Um, you saw some positive things that the Vikings did today that they haven't done before. The Vikings offense actually scored some touchdowns in the third quarter. Um, they did some things that you thought, oh, this is sustainable. Zadarius Smith's getting after the quarterback. They're creating turnovers. They're doing a lot of good things here, but they still kind of create their own mess sometimes in letting the opponent back in. That being said. You are 6-1, and one, and you don't have to apologize for being 6-1. and one. However, I will say it would, it would have been nice to come out of the bye and the way that they started this game with a nice opening drive to just kind of stomp on an opponent, which is what I've been saying going, I think, into every Purple Picks episode for the last uh, six weeks of the season. But regardless, hey, man, you're 6-1, and one, and now you have an opportunity to, if the Bills hold on in Green Bay, to really be in firm position to win the NFC North. 6-1. and one. Who would have thought 6-1, and one, I think, most of us, if they could get to the buy at like four and two, that'd be pretty badass. Even three and three, and then take advantage. And they are sitting here at six and one. Um, again, this is Vikings Ventline, the most fan friendly interactive show in all of Minnesota sports. Declan already cracked a surly. We saw a bunch of people tweeting us pictures of their cans, both inside and outside of the stadium. Great uh, people are still finding those before I die cans inside U.S. Bank Stadium. I see them in there. It's magnificent. I, I did too. It's great. Um, and and how about this? We all drink Surly together to celebrate six and one. As the Vikings go for seven and one, a week from today, a Ventline Surly Brewing uh, watch party, and it will be held at first round. And now you're saying, Judd, what's that? It is a great sports bar on the uh, first floor Mall of America, right inside Nickelodeon Universe, and it is a big sports bar. It's awesome. Tons of TVs. We'll be nice and toasty, and best of all, we'll be drinking Surly Brewing and talking purple, and hopefully we're talking about a team after that game that is 7-1 and one and just in damn good shape records-wise. Yes, we would love to see as many of you as possible. Come hang out. We're going to be watching the game, like Judd said, at first round inside Nickelodeon Universe, inside the Mall of America next Sunday, and then a live edition of Vikings Vent Line. So we'd love, don't be shy. With Phil, if too. You, I'll be there, I'll be there as well. Phil, yes, I, I missed well, the first one. We respect you there, Declan. Yeah. What, Declan? Oh, no, I, I said Phil no. will be there, and yes. Oh, I thought you said, I'll, I'll be, be there. I was like, yeah, you're supposed to be there. Yeah, I no, am I'll too. Be there. Phil making a special <laughs> trip in, without further ado. Looking forward to it next Sunday. So, uh, all right, let's. right, uh, we'll shut up now, and we'll turn the show over to you guys, Vikings fans here, Dex. Sure. Where do we want to start? Yeah, let's start with, uh, let's start overseas, actually. Let's go to Nick in Germany. Nick, what's up, man? Welcome to Vikings Ventline. Hey, Nick. Hey, hey. 
Thanks for having me on, everybody. I appreciate it. I'm uh, from Minnesota, but studying over here in Germany, so it's crazy to be on the show. But um, man, I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That was an awesome game. Um, to Darius Smith, man, that was that was great. Gets hurt in the knee, comes back in, and just leads us to a dub. I will say um, I'm a bit concerned, and not concerned. Our defense is playing great, but. I don't want it to be where we're winning games because of our defense. And I felt there was a couple of times where our offense had the ability to ice the game and just didn't do it. And I actually, I would love to hear what you guys think, but um, the second to last drive where we said we ran the ball two times at Delvin when there was like six minutes left, I kind of was hoping we would, I get you on a run, but I was kind of hoping we would, you know, just play our normal offense and try and ice the game playing the way we play. Um, but yeah, I mean, Crazy game at the end of the day. Love to get a dub, and thanks again for, for having me. It's crazy. Nick in Germany, great great job leading things off here on, on Ventline. Real quick, I think there was, and we can talk about some of this, but like there was so much interior pressure coming through the lane of Ed Ingram, and you saw a couple sacks. You saw a strip sack in there. Uh, I, think, I think Kevin O'Connell said, you know what? Running the ball has been working today. Dropping back and passing especially when they know that you're going to pass has been a problem for both Ed Ingram and at times for cousins. It was cousins was not sharp today. And so I think, I think he trusted the defense more with an eight point lead than the offense to drop back and just play traditional passing offense. That was, that was my read on it. Yeah. And if cousin throws a pick there, KOC gets just wrung up, right? Like if Kirk drops back and throws a pick and now it's returned for a touchdown or something, I totally got that. Uh, there, there was, just quickly, there was one very interesting uh, point in, in the game that got glossed o- over because of what happened. Uh, on f- on third and ten, when Kirk threw the eight-yard pass um, uh, to Irv Smith Jr., and when he came off the field, O'Connell was right there, and they were having, I would not say it was an argument. It was animated, though. And this then the, is the one on, like, the second-to-last drive you're talking and then about? The, yes, and then the punt is immediately muffed, and the, the offense goes, and Kirk goes right back out. But it was a very interesting exchange because, I mean, that, I think, is the exact type of thing that Kevin O'Connell doesn't want. Yeah, we need to see the all-22, but, like, that was not a play designed short of the sticks to right. Irv Smith, right? There's... There's exactly. got to be a, something to Jefferson, but it's does Kirk see it and think it's too risky? We have a lead. I don't want to throw an interception. And O'Connell's like, dude, that's the time to throw the dagger pass. Mm-hmm. That's probably what the discussion was about. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line on Purple Daily YouTube channel. You know, I, I thought this guy was MIA because we haven't seen him all season long, boys, but it appears he is back. Ready. He is back. Hey, get ready. I'm back. Bob in Pennsylvania. Bob. Bob. What's going on, Bob? Missed you, Bob. Skull! <laughs> hey, I'm on, I am on my golf course right now. We just had a Ryder Cup with my friends. And we lost. My brother spanked us. But let me tell you something. The Vikings win today was huge. It was huge because we finally beat a read option quarterback when the game was on the line and it mattered. And that's really all this day is about. A win by the Vikings continuing to, you know, stay on top of the NFC North. And, hey, just keep the – I didn't see one play the entire game. I'm just going to listen to the rest of your show. I mean, you guys can tell me what happened. But my friends are up here. We had a great time. Bob, is there a a water hazard nearby? 
There is actually, yeah. Would but, you? Uh, yeah, how when, how, how when devoted Vikings, are you? How devoted are you to the Vikings? Would you hand your phone to one of your friends so they could they could show us you jumping into a body of water in celebration of your favorite football team? Well, I'm not going to do that because there was a frost delay on a course today. It's a little, yeah. it's a bit cold. You know, I, you know, I don't have my wetsuit, so can't do it. <laughs> okay, Bob. If if the Vikings if the Vikings get to the NFC Championship game. Well, you're probably not going to be able to golf at that time. So we probably can't do that. Just, all right, if the Vikings win a playoff game, you need to be calling us from your hot tub at the very least, okay? Listen, the hot tub is up and running. If I was home now, I'd be in it to celebrate the victory. But, you know, that's for another day. Today, it's just such a beautiful day when the Vikings win. And, you know, like I said, when they finally beat a, re- a good read option quarterback. We have not been able to do that over the years. You look back at big games when that was necessary to set yourself on top of the NFC to prepare yourself for the Super Bowl. This is what you have to do. And now the next thing we have to do is beat a physical defense on the road and take the next step. What do you think? Let's get it. I don't want to overlook this Commanders Cheers, game next That's week. There's a, there's a Buffalo game in two weeks that will yeah. be a nice little oh, measure. No, you can't look at And I will be at I will be at that game with my cousin. I will be at that game. Trust me. We expect to hear from you after the Buffalo game. Bob, enjoy the rest of your – enjoy the 19th hole, Bob. We'll talk yep. again soon. And he's already enjoying the 19th hole. I'm pretty certain of that. I think so, man. Oh, man. Bob in Pennsylvania, one of the OG callers, used to call back 10 years ago into our uh, our radio version of this show, and he's been he's been loyal ever since. So, All right, who's next on Vikings, Van Line? Let's go to uh, Noah now. Noah, what's up, man? Welcome to Vikings. What's up, y'all? How you doing? Hey, Noah. Good, so I'm a I'm a Cardinals slash Vikings fan, so I'm kind of conflicted on this game. But I was kind of rooting for the Cardinals on this one because we need it way more than you guys. But you guys play well, and I was just, I'm just going to, like, explain it from, like, both perspectives. So, like, from an Arizona fan perspective, like, that's just a killer. That's it. I'm rooting for losses now because I despise Cliff Kingsbury. I need him yeah. gone. I actually he's, need him he's gone. gone. He makes me so mad, but I'm also, hold up. I just got to do this real quick. Go Yotes. Go Yotes. Yotes. Number one team in the league. Go Yotes. I'm a a guy like 15 people in that arena. Move the the Yotes, dude. Move them. Get them the hell out of there. We would take a second team in Minnesota, right? You could put a team up in like Duluth or something. Make it happen. Target center. I have a whole like 50-minute rant that I could go on on why the Yotes should stay, but all right, no, y'all, no. Y'all, are good, y'all are good type of that, but yeah, rooting for L's for the Cardinals now, rooting for L's, and as a Vikings fan, that's a little, that's a little tough win. Like to be honest, we probably would have lost if Greg Dorch didn't have butterfingers, but it's still like this. These are the wins that we didn't have last year. Like Correct. these are the gritty, grinded out wins, like you said. And yeah, it's just a nice win, six and one. On to the next. Good Amen. Amen. Noah, thanks for coming on, bringing perspective from. From both teams here. Let's keep it rolling. Vikings yeah. vent line decks. We got th- thousands of people in here right now celebrating a six and one record, second best record in the NFL. Cole, what's up, dude? You're on Vikings vent line. Hey, can y'all y'all hear hear me? I think we, yep, got we got you. you. Yeah. Perfect. Just to let you guys know, coming at y'all from Austin, Texas. I bought my plane tickets to come see y'all on Sunday. Oh, we dude. dude, we will be there. Yes. Yep, so wow! No, no pressure. We owe on you. Us. No pressure on us. To, you know, what if we're what if we're lame when you walk up? Yeah. That's oh, well, we got to bring our A game. Yeah. Well, you know, but uh, no. A couple of quick points I wanted to make, guys. 
Um, you know, I've been watching watching this season. Arizona definitely, despite the record, looked like one team that for at least the majority of the game, they wanted to win. Like, I don't feel like they were giving it to us too much. I feel like this is one team that, that wanted to win, and we just wanted it more. Um, I definitely appreciated that. And can we give can, can we acknowledge that Kirk Cousins, when he avoided that sack, when they had him pulling on his jersey and he ripped out of it, and, yeah, it was a little dump-off pass, but he ripped out of, out, out of the sack. The commentators even commented on that. Um, so I definitely appreciated that. Um, I know that's not his total personality, but I like to see it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But then the last thing I want to I ask you guys, does it concern you at all? Like, do you guys read into this that I don't know if Justin Jefferson likes to work with Cousins, that he likes to play with Cousins, right? Like, after a big play, I see a lot of other players, um, Cook and, and, and others, you know, go up, they'll go celebrate. I just don't know if I see a chemistry between JJ and Cousins. And, uh, yeah, as a fan, that does kind of concern me. So, Cole, thanks. thank you for coming on, and we're excited to see you next weekend. Definitely come up so we can cheers a couple Surleys together. I'll buy um, That event should be a blast at first round Mall of America next Sunday. Just for some context here, Judd, because you were in the stadium. After there was a throw, I think it was third quarter, Yep, and Cousins threw an underneath route to I think KJ Osborne. It was the Vikings have a lot of these routes where they've got two outbreaking routes to the sidelines, and there's an underneath option and an over the top, Mm -hmm. and and he almost threw an interception. The defender broke on the underneath to KJ Osborne, and Jefferson was now Kirk might say, well, that defender broke after I if I would have thrown it over the top, and he breaks on that too. So either way, it's a risky pass, but. Jefferson kind of like threw his head back and like uh, did like the body language thing. And Mark Schlereth made a point on the broadcast to, to literally go back to the replay and highlight the body language of Jefferson, frustrated that he's not getting the ball. And then before they could finish the replay, boom, he catches a pass for like 15 yards anyways, and it became kind of a... I don't think he doesn't like Cousins. I don't know that those guys are like best friends and have the greatest chemistry. Um, I think he gets frustrated sometimes when he's got two catches after like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. He um, so I, I know the exact play that you're talking about. Um, they also had, and this is very mysterious. Kingsbury for for a close game, he really worked hard today to get himself fired tomorrow. That uh, they had a linebacker on Jefferson at times. The first catch, it was a linebacker. They yeah. isolated a linebacker. The play that you're talking about, I believe, was the same linebacker. Yes. I don't get that. Um, here's my frustration. It's not so much with Kirk. And, and, yes, I think Kirk doesn't like to take risks. He sees passes, by the way, like the one Jefferson caught, which was a great catch, as a risky yeah. pass. Because it is. But what I don't get, and, like, today it's rolled me crazy both ways. How do, how do Justin Jefferson and DeAndre Hopkins at points get lost? Like they kept the Cardinals kept forcing the ball to Rondale Moore, or they kept trying to be cute. It's like, you know, Cam Dance was not a bad player. He cannot cover DeAndre Hopkins one on one, and so my frustration is just with the overall play calling and schematics of not focusing and saying, you know what, these guys are special. DeAndre Hopkins is incredible, and there were times where they wouldn't throw him the ball, and I kept saying, what are you doing? And the same thing applies to Jefferson as well. I just don't buy that these guys, because they are singled up, are covered truly. Yeah, it's it's hard unless you unless you're sitting there. I would love to watch games with the all twenty two. I mean, I don't know why the NFL doesn't make that an option at some point, or do they just want to keep some of that stuff more oh, in house? I don't Wouldn't know how it'd be better it, to watch a game live. I mean, that's how video game. If you're playing yeah. Madden, you get the all 22 on every play. I just I, I wonder sure why they be... continue with the same angle for 70 years. 
I'm sure that I'm sure that soon that will, will be an option. And uh, yeah, I just I don't understand the why you wouldn't go to guys like Jefferson and Hopkins consistently and say, you know what? Yeah, there's going to be some picks, but these guys make incredible catches. Yeah. All right, who's next on Vikings Vent Line, Declan? Sure. Let's go to uh, hey, Jim. Jim, what's up, man? Gentlemen, how are you? What's up, dude? Hey, first of all, Mr. Mackey, the Macadac. I've been a Vikings fan since 79. I finally got to see my first Vikings game in Tampa at the old Sombrero in 1992. Bought my first jersey to see my favorite player. Anthony, Anthony Carter. Carter. Yes. I still have this 20-some years later, almost 30 years later. Nice. Yes, we are like the, we're, we're, we're like the forgotten generation of Vikings fans. Like, there's a generation born and they watched four Super Bowls or caught the end of it, kind of like Judd. And then there's like the Moss generation. But then there's like this early Chris Carter, late Anthony Carter generation. And I guess you and I kind of fall into yep, I that. I kind of... love that stuff. Uh, a win is a win. I'll take it. I'm really worried about the kicker situation. I mean, when we scored the last touchdown... And they lined up. I was like, he's going to miss this kick because we really need this kick. And sure enough, he doinks it. Yeah. And the one thing that just kills me, I, I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. We get the ball back with 236 left. You know you need one first down, and that takes us to two-minute warning. And then you get another first down, we're over. And instead, they do exactly what the Cardinals know they're going to do. Run, 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 one yard, one yard, and then it's it's just it kills me. Why would you not at least try to go for the dagger there and get a first down? I know you don't want him to throw an interception, but come on, everybody knows you're gonna run that ball. Yeah, it's I think it's a I just I I think Kevin O'Connell kind of knows cousins' limitations, and today Ed Ingram was just awful. And he knows that Cousins in that situation can't overcome Ed Ingram being terrible with interior pressure. You know, if you had Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or or somebody else, you'd probably say, bleep it, let's drop back and just let our quarterback make a play. I think Kevin O'Connell kind of got to the point there where he just didn't think the Vikings offense with with Cousins limitations. He's not very mobile, although he did have a 17-yard scamper for a touchdown today. Uh, I just I think he was worried about a strip sack or an interception or a tip or something and said, you know, let's just throw it back on our defense. That's that's my take on it. And we saw that too. Strip sack. So Yeah. I don't disagree. Yep. But the kicker, you're right. This is concerning now. He can't, I mean, you can't count on him to make 50 plus yard field goals in a league where guys routinely do now. And yeah, the fact that that he hit the upright on such a key extra point attempt, um I think I think it might be time for the Greg Joseph rehabilitation of his confidence tour to be done. Um, you can't, I don't think that you can be a first place team um, and accept that, oh, our kicker, you know, we really like him, but he misses key kicks. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Jim, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate your Anthony Carter show and tell. Love it. And get in uh, the background too. Again, I was man. getting there. Yes, there was a young, yes. a young, father, son. a young Vikings fan. <laughs> Love it. By the way, 73% is the make rate for 50-plus-yard field goals this year in the NFL. Greg yep. Joseph is now one for six. And uh, when you kick a ball into the forehead of a defensive lineman, that is your fault. Is yeah, your I fault. didn't realize. I did not realize that. I thought it just got flat-out blocked, but it got blocked by a guy's forehead. That's a beautiful thing. He kicked it right into the guy's forehead. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, all right, Vikings Vent Line rolls on here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to our guy, Evan. Evan, what's up, man? What's up, guys? You guys got me good? What's up, yes. Evan? Yeah, we got you, man. 
Good, good, good. All right, before we get started, I want to shout out TCL for the new 70-inch we got up in Seoul. Oh, wow. Look at that. Thank, thanks to TCL and thanks to, to you guys. Beautiful. Thank you for supporting our partners. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so I kind of have a big picture takeaway and then like a, a small picture takeaway. Big picture takeaway is I'm glad that the coaching overall is able to adjust quarter by quarter and make the needed adjustments to win the game at, at the end. But I've noticed that in every game, starting with the Green Bay game all the way to the Arizona game, that they're reining in the leash on Kirk Cousins bit by bit. And I think it was really evident in this game. And that's concerning for big-time playoff situations when we're really going to need – like we're, if we're playing teams in the playoffs, if we give them three, four opportunities in the fourth quarter to, to make a game-winning drive, somebody's going to connect. And thank, thank goodness Cliff Kingsbury was, was there to, to mess up their, their timeout situation. But if, if we need to go dagger somebody, I think if they keep pulling the reins back on Kirk, then, you know, it's, it's, it's not going to fare well. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, Joe, what, what do you think of this? Okay, so here, here's my problem with this whole thing. And, and I don't disagree with what he's saying from a standpoint of if things were ideal. Uh, but I think more and more O'Connell is getting a knowledge of what Kirk and – can and kick can't do. I, I mean, this whole thing that they were like, work together in Washington. Okay, that was what, back in 2017? That's a long time ago. And this notion that Kirk can just be this different QB, I mean, does he have attributes that O'Connell is bringing out? I think he absolutely is. But is he just going to morph into a different person? No. Uh, the strip sack was classic Kirk. Heck, the third down and 10 pass to Irv Smith for eight yards was classic old Kirk. And so I think O'Connell is doing the best that he possibly can to manage Kirk into being successful and get wins. Um, but, you know, I agree, with, I agree with the point that there is some concern. If you get to the Buffalo game or you get to a playoff game, is this going to work? I have no idea. But is there a way around it, like by asking Kirk to do more? I, I think O'Connell's probably doing a very good job of trying to milk what he can from Kirk. And I don't know that it, it's really smart to, to say now, okay, now go dagger the Cardinals. Uh, I don't know that that works, man. Yeah, I, I just it's not realistic. Like we talk about this Bills game in a couple weeks. It's not realistic to say, all right, Kirk, you're going to go toe-to-toe with the talent of Josh Allen, who's this physical freak size-wise, athletically uh, arm talent, everything, right? Kirk doesn't carry a team in that way. So I think the good news here is he's having the worst year of his career, statistically. It's still fine. Like, he's not a train wreck. When he has a bad year statistically like this, it's not like, oh, my God, unplayably bad. Like, you know, I remember Dante's worst year before he tore his knee. He had, like, three times as many interceptions as touchdowns in 2005. Like, you're not going to get that... His floor is very high. He's playing probably close to his floor at age 34, but it's still a very high floor. But his ceiling is also kind of capped by all these various things. But the good news is the offensive line, except for Ed Ingram, has helped him more this year. Justin Jefferson continues to be a huge help to him. The defense has been situationally really good in some certain spots throughout the year. He's get, so you know He doesn't have to score 30 points to win a game. He did today. Uh so the and the coaching staff, I think, is putting him in some spots in the red zone that are, that are paying off more often. So if he can get to the level that we're accustomed to and kind of join the party a little bit more often, there's another level to this thing. That's I guess that's the the hope that people should have as as you watch this team that they have not played anywhere near what they could be at if they peaked at some point. 
All right. And, and just quickly before we get to Eric here on, on Vikings Vent Line, too, I think the thing that's been standing out to me about Cousins is just there's been inaccurate throws that he usually has money on. Um, the, like the, the Jefferson the, throw today on the run. Yes, yeah. that one was just perplexing to me. I think that's what's more concerning to me is like his, the inaccuracy that he usually hasn't ever really shown. I think that's what kind of gets me a little bit worried about him going going forward. There's a KJ pass that, yeah, he got a couple of hands on the ball, but it was like just a, he missed him. He just, yeah. he, he, he usually hits that right on the money. So, yeah. Let's go to uh, Eric now on Vikings Vent Line. Eric, how are you, man? Doing great. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate this. Uh, by the way, you guys are the best uh, talk show. I mean, you're not Thank arrogant. You, man. I mean, you guys are, you know, fans like the rest of us. So I like the fact that you don't talk down to the callers and that you're, you know, great with them. So Thank you, Eric. All, it's 64 degrees in Bismarck, North Dakota. I'm in my garage right now. And I watched the game in here, so it was fun. Oh, but, you can't can't beat a, a garage game at no, the end of uh, October, man. It's pretty no good. Right? Right? You can't, yeah. right? So, anyway, um, a couple things. Um, do we officially have a kicking problem? Do we? Yes. Yeah. So, well, I'll let you define it, Eric. So, as of right now, no kicker in the NFL has missed more combined field goals and extra points than Greg Joseph. Now, all of his misses are either 50-plus-yard field goals or extra points. He's actually been perfect on field goals under 50 yards. But I don't think we can sit here and just say, well, I mean, he's missing 50. Pl-. you got to make 50-yarders in the NFL. The, the league yeah. makes them at a 73% rate. It can't just be like, well, it was a 56-yarder. Well, okay, well, he's missed five of them. That's, <laughs> and, and by the way, they're, I think all the misses are in these like climate-controlled environments. So it's not like he's dealing with Soldier Field wind coming off Lake Michigan or something. He's literally yeah. playing in 72-degree air conditioning. So I I don't know. Well, forgive me for the uh, analogy, but I think kickers are like closers in baseball. When you get into the playoffs, you need that closer in, in, in baseball, right? But you need that kicker in the playoffs in football, too. That's the thing that worries me the most. You know, the Vikings have, whatever. Dude, garage door is open. Saw a dude walking uh, his dog with a Vikings shirt on. So I'm like, hey, Skull Vikings. And he's like, Skull Vikings. And I'm like, they give us a heart attack this year, right? <laughs> he's like, that's exactly why I'm walking my dog. But I mean, you know, just the extra point. Like, you think about the end of this game and how much drama and how much tension there was. Yeah. Just that one single extra point would have would have made all the difference in the world for how much tension and drama. And, hell, I mean, you guys think, what if somebody got injured playing, you know, at their full strength, trying to stop a Cardinals drive or whatever? I mean... I think we have a kicking problem. I, yeah. I, I, you know. I think yeah, no, Eric, you're you're on to it, man. And thanks for coming on. We appreciate Thank the kind guys. words. You. Enjoy you. your garage afternoon here. Absolutely. Um, I don't know, and you guys tell me, I don't know that I would go as far as saying that they should, like, cut him or something. They have a kicking problem, but I think they need to figure it out with him because he, he is talented. He can get hot, as we saw last year for a stretch. I don't know that there's just, like, a guy waiting around, like, you're going to bring Dan Bailey back? You know, you're, you're not trading for Justin Tucker. So I don't know what the solution is if it's not fix Greg Joseph. 
I don't think that um, with, with how he's going, though, uh, I, I think it's a problem that you at least start to have to explore possibilities because there are kickers out there. There are continually. And, look, I, I mean, if this team, you know, had three wins or something, I might be like, oh, just roll with it. You're, you might be a playoff team, but you might not be. I don't care. Uh, but I, I really think that as the trade deadline on Tuesday approaches and just transactions, you now need to look at this team as a serious threat. Like, no, no matter what you think, they're 6-1. and one. So, like, you could say, well, they didn't deserve it. Well, that doesn't matter. In this league especially, where a ton of teams win games, they probably shouldn't win because they get fortune or they create breaks. And so I, I'm much less likely to dismiss the Joseph thing now and be like, oh, I'd put up with him. At the point where you are now going forward in a position where – you need to cut out errors that look like you can cut them out. And a 50, a guy, a kicker in 2022 that can't make a 50 plus yard field goal is called a liability. Yeah. By the way, did, so I saw someone in the comment did the Panthers miss an extra point that sent that game to overtime or something? They did miss an extra point. I saw it on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, the Falcons, by the way, uh, four and four, I think they are atops that crappy division right now the ahead of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Awful. Um, and and I just one one shout out here because uh, it's been probably a half hour since we've mentioned his name, but I think he deserves to be mentioned again. Zadarius Smith was officially credited with three sacks and four tackles for loss today, plus batted a pass at the line of scrimmage. It was great. The, Playing injured. Is, yes, he, Playing hurt. I, I think it was a bone bruise situation. Uh, they showed knee, it. Knee contusion is the official diagnosis okay. from KFC it's, about two minutes ago. Which is probably the best case scenario. I don't know. It's probably going to linger for a while, but nothing structural. But this is turning out to be one of the best free agent signings in recent Vikings history. He is di- He's back to the old form. Comeback player of the year. You take your other candidates and shove them. Yes. Comeback player of the year. <laughs> he's, he's been fantastic. And, and look, think about this. If Zadarius Smith wasn't here, who is making the plays that he is? Because for the most part, Daniil Hunter continues, and he made a couple plays today, but a couple. Daniil Hunter continues to not be not show up statistically like he used to. Yeah. So Smith's addition is enormous. By the way, if you guys, if you know, there's thousands of people in here right now celebrating the Vikings six and one record. We appreciate it. If you could click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, you could help us grow this thing. We're almost to fifty thousand. Combined subscribers between the Purple Daily and the Score North YouTube channels. So, uh, I don't know, it's kind of an arbitrary milestone, but it's a cool one that we weren't sure we would ever get to. So, please click subscribe and the like button to spread the word about this daily Vikings entertainment and community that, again, you guys are helping us build here. Let's keep it rolling on Vikings Vent Line. Declan, who's next out of the gate? Let's go to Dennis. Dennis, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up, Dennis? Nothing much, nothing much. I got two quick points to point out. So with Kirk, this game showed you what you see, the greatness in Kirk, and then the bad part of Kirk. And like you guys said, our offseason, about seeing if KLC can put that attack mindset into him. And so, like, the the bad Kirk is what we are, what you guys have been talking about, is the Irv Smith play when he throw it shorter yards and they get into on the sideline. The good Kirk is that beautiful pass to KJ Osborne and yes. then that beautiful pass to JJ, the contested pass that people haven't brought up when JJ went up and got it. Like those are where that's what those are the Kirks that we want to see. And then my second point is I was wondering, uh, Mackie, when you talk to um, when you talk to Rhino, if you could ask him, is there a way to where because we can't keep leaving our rookie right, our third round rookie right guard one-on-one against these elite, 
like J.J. Watt was having a field day with him, but J.J. is also a Hall of Famer. Like, we have to protect him somehow. Like, him one-on-one, he's going to lose that. So yeah, yep. no, it's I think so. I was I always make notes about like plays we can because we do some film reviews on the YouTube channel with Booney, and there's like there's a couple teaching moments. I can already hear his voice in my head. <laughs> Booney's dude, dude, bro. There's a couple little teaching moments I think for for Ed Ingram that we can break down on this Monday or Tuesday episode. On the and thank you by the way, Dennis. We appreciate you coming awesome, on. Dude. Some great questions yeah. on the, the, the that KJ Osborne touchdown pass. Let's talk about that for just a second. Another example, I found myself thinking like three or four different times, my God, what great red zone play design. You know, you had the, at one point you had Jalen Rager on a jet sweep motion, but then you hand it off to Dalvin Cook from shotgun, but the jet sweep motion right before the ball is snapped freezes three defenders or gets a guy going away from the eventual hole, stuff like that. And then, and they've run this action countless times this year on the red, on the, like inside the red zone near the goal line, but you had uh, on the right side, you had Adam Thielen. I think Thielen was outside. And then you had KJ Osborne kind of in the slot position. And they run a rub. That's right. Football. They run a rub. Football. Love the rub. Rub's a rub route, pick route, right? Mm-hmm. And so Thielen, and he's, and he's got his hands up. He's not looking to get penalized. You know, it's, hey, I'm just running my route. And KJ gets an extra step going to the outside pylon. And those are the passes that Kirk is brilliant at. It's those intermediate, short range. I got a receiver on the run going right to left or left to right, and I have to put it on a dime. It can't be behind him. It can't be too far out. And so that was Kirk struggled at times, but that was a beautiful vintage Kirk pass in the red zone with beautiful play design. And they were today in the red zone, 5 for 5. I I think since the bad game, they've been damn near perfect they have been fantastic there and that's the thing i like too is these guys evolve and change and and they don't get stuck in well we're struggling in red zone it's it's a huge problem now they actually fixed that and they fixed it well uh to go back to the contested pass that jefferson caught which was a great catch and a great throw that is the type of pass i feel like kirk doesn't want to throw and i want him to throw and yes it's going to get picked off but you know what justin jefferson can make plays there um i feel like there's two Many times where there's passes that plays really can't be made, uh, God bless him. But, I mean, he played hurt again to, today, and I thought he was dead at one point. Thielen, who stayed down, uh, you know, he's a marvelous – he's got marvelous hands, but when he catches a pass, there's not a lot of play to be made off that because he can't run. He, he took – on a pass that three years ago would have been a touchdown pass to him near the end zone, he caught it and took the circuitous route to try and avoid the defender and basically ran himself out of bounds. It's because he can't run. So like that, that's where Jefferson again and again becomes more important of what can you do with the yak because it's gotten harder for Thielen to create yards once he makes the catch. Yeah, I think he's, he's banged up too. Oh, so his leg's just... a mess, you can tell. No, his yeah. leg's a complete mess. Yeah. All right, Vikings vent line rolls on here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to a little family affair here. Let's go to Carl. He's got the kids jumping oh, around. He's celebrating a Vikings oh, win. Oh, boy. Francis. <laughs> How are you guys? Uh, What's up, Carl? Carl? Good win today, but it, it's it's weird. It's a little uh, reminiscent of, like, uh, Jeff George making it to the playoffs or Culpepper in 2000. It, it doesn't have the allure being 6-1 as it was. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> That's an RKO yeah, out of nowhere. Oh, my God. Oh, oh it's an RKO <laughs> out of nowhere. All right. Anyway, so we're, we're actually – we'll be going. My wife and I, we're heading up. I married the uh, Buffalo family, so misery loves company. 
We're actually going to go to the games in, in, oh my gosh, in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to have to go because this is going to be Go Vikes. Uh, love listening to you guys. Here's their 75-inch PCL. Look at that. Oh, go beautiful. Ahead, uh, write, write the check. Get the money in there. <laughs> love it uh, it's hilarious all right carl Thanks, and dude. family appreciate yeah, it awesome. got that some sort of vikings man cave down there it's great, great stuff. in jersey absolutely mm-hmm. yeah all right let's keep it keep it rocking here who's next on that line yeah, let's go to demarco demarco what's up you guys man? how's it been mac and dad judd declan it's always good to see you guys what's, what's up carl I'm thanks for coming I'm on man in my purple today love it they, they, we just need to be more hyped in here you guys we are six and one it feels good. We need to enjoy that. I'll tell you what. You know what? Actually, since Judd, Judd's in the press box without his flag, and it would be unprofessional to wave a flag in the press box, but you've got a blanket there. So if you yeah. could wave the blanket for us, yeah. please, Carl. There we go. Hey, let's, let's go. get it. Let's go, Mike. Let's go. Hey, I'm telling you guys. We are, we oh, Judd's got the Jared first. Allen mullet. I got is that the Jared, Jared Allen mullet? Darn right it is. Put it on. I need to see right. this. Tom Pelissero had that thing on during a free game report on NFL Network today. So did they hand that out to a lot of people out there today, or what's up? They I must have. Pretty much everyone. Yeah, I think okay. so. Judd, yeah. I have you muted as you get that thing on, so you're good. There we go. Here yeah, we go. we'll wait for Here Judd to. Oh, no, yeah, we got to wait for Judd. That, that's oh, the guy right there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wave, wave your mullet back and forth. Yes. Wave your mullet. Wave the mullet. How about that? Huh? What? What do you think? Can you put your head up to, up, like, up to like an air conditioning duct for us? I wish I had one. This actually is a pretty good look for me. It is. I rock this circa <laughs> eight, eight, 89, 88. I rock this did look. Did you have a mullet back yes. in the day? Not this long or but curly, but yes, Didn't you I did. say you got a perm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was like 16, it was the worst idea oh, of my life. We need pictures uh, of, yeah. of Oh, I've got perm. pictures. Terrible idea. You're too young. You guys <laughs> no. are all too young. No, actually, Amazing, though, like, man. I am glad that I actually got to see Jared Allen. I, I was only, like, 9 or 10, but he he is one guy that I did get to see. I'm glad I got to saw him as a Hall of Famer. He's, he is going to be a Hall of Famer. Zadarius Smith gave the, the calf rope yeah, celebration yes. tribute today. Oh, so, yeah, you know what? Yep, yep. We I should be ashamed that. of ourselves. Nobody that. predicted that on Write That Down this I week. Mean, that was I, one of the easiest check-down predictions that somebody would pay tribute to Jared Allen. Never crossed my mind. Uh, I just want to throw a couple things out there to you guys today, man. Um who knew Kirk could have run like that today? Jeez, that boy ran straight to the end zone, up the line. I thought he was going to run over Buda Baker. I was just like, okay, he, 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 that was a good run by him today. Um, another thing, that was not pass interference in the fourth quarter by Patrick Peterson. Uh, I don't know who. he. I think it was on Rondell Moore or something like that he was on. He was just reading it by the book. He was just there on top of him. It was just. I, I think it was just really good uh, coverage. Um, we just need to get Fee JJ more. Fee, Fee JJ. You could tell he was getting just a little bit annoyed. And then once when he made that big catch that someone was talking about earlier today, you could tell he just, you could, he was just getting going. Now he's like, all right, give me the ball. Like, you know what yes. I can do. Yes, exactly. Uh, the pressure today was just unbelievable to see. That was great. One thing I want to throw out there that you guys were talking about this week, Chase Claypool. So earlier in the game, like you guys said, was the ball bad by Kirk or did a, a commentator said, did it have to be over the cornerback? Like if that was Chase Claypool, he's a taller receiver. Does that get to his hands instead of uh, KJ? You know what I mean? He's just a little too short. I don't know. 
could be on Kirk too. You don't know, but I'm just saying it would be nice to have another taller receiver who can go up. <clears throat> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Demarco, great stuff, dude. Great, great stuff, observations. Man. Appreciate you waving the waving the blanket in there with your Viking swag, bringing um, the energy. Go ahead, Judd. First of all, the officials today could not stop throwing penalty flags. They were penalty flag happy. It was not a well officiated game. There was a play that the Vikings ran where Kirk completed a pass where. Brian O'Neill was six yards downfield. You can't be six yards downfield. Guess what? That didn't get called, but they called everything else. Uh, Patrick Peterson had a great day and had so much fun. At one point when Harrison Smith picked off Kyler, Patrick Peterson started doing a jig and taunting the Cardinals bench while the play was going on. He didn't even follow to try and block. He just yeah. sat there and start and started to do a dance. Um, and And the last thing is, I think the Jefferson thing was personal today as well because when you're playing DeAndre Hopkins and you're Justin Jefferson you want to show that you are the best and so I think if he showed more frustration today I don't blame him first of all but second of all I think it was based on on the fact that he is going up in that game uh, on the opposing sideline against a guy who's considered one of the elites and to Justin's credit he wants to prove the exact same thing yeah and DeAndre Hopkins wound up with 13 targets Jefferson's eight and so some of it's just like a product of opportunity. Jefferson made <clears throat> made hay, six catches for 98 yards, still looking for more touchdowns on the year. Uh, but, yeah, you want to show, in his mind, he wants to show one of the OG great receivers in the league right now that he's better, and that might have been where he was a little bit fired up. Um, yeah, people people love that mullet look on you, by the way, yeah. in the YouTube comment section. You people might were to, staring might have to at that me. tomorrow, too. Uh, because I, I was being stared at. And sisters? In the, it's the oh, you're being judged by the, the stuffy, the stuffy yeah, media the types. If I t- turn this thing around, though, it's a heck of a beard, too. <laughs> you can be... <laughs> Look like Santa Claus. I like that. Uh, Judd Jud, 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 Jud Zolged Claus or something. Yeah, yeah. Zolged Zulg, Zulg Claus. I don't know. We'll workshop it. Uh, let's keep it rolling here on Vikings Bentline. Sure. Let's go to Sly okay. from the Shy. Yeah, I'm from Chicago. Appreciate it. What's but up, Sly? I'm a Vikings fan, die hard. Became a Vikings fan in 2009. Uh, it was heartbreaking, to say the least. You know, Brett Favre came out there. I felt like they should have paid him just for getting hit for so much. I seen pictures. He was purple like the Vikings logos yeah. after that, but it was crazy. Today, my hottest take, the Darius Smith is the best pass rusher we had since Jared Allen. Like, wow. I'm, I'm going to say it. Like, he... As, as much as I love Daniel, I feel like he was more of a product than Zimmer as far as more of a like, natural pass rusher because if, if I remember correctly, he was like a product coming out of LSU. So they had to mold him. Zadarius is like like when you need a play, you know Zadarius is going to be the one to come make the play. Also, um, a couple more things before I go. I feel as if you could call this a take or not. If we had a top 10 quarterback, we'd be undefeated in the best team in football. Like, the way our team is constructed, I feel like that's the only piece. Imagine if Kyler Murray was on the Vikings today. The plays he was making on the run, running for his life with Zadarius Smith. If that was the Vikings with, like, a Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen with some speed, or even a Herbert, I feel like we would be top tier. Also, Adam Thielen with Jujud, I don't know if he'll make it through the season. The way he gets up, it'd be like, I'm surprised run. he came back to the side from the sideline. So, yeah, I feel like um, Chase Claypool, any of those receivers, even if we have to wait for this season, I'm more so with the um, identity of draft a quarterback this year. 
Draft a quarterback, let him play out Kirk Cousins last year because it's done. If he if he's diminishing in accuracy, he can't really scramble to scramble today. I don't know if he can scramble. I just feel like he don't have the the the, 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 the drive to do it. So that's my my hot takes. Great and, stuff uh, from noted Kirk Cousins hater. Sly yep. from the shot. Yeah, noted Kirk Cousins hater. I was, I was hater. a big Kirk Cousins guy, especially after the first run today. It just seemed like he was indecisive. J.J. was frustrated. Even when he made the contested catch I was talking about, I felt like he just threw it up, and it wasn't even a good decision. It was just like, let me just throw the ball so J.J. doesn't be mad at me. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to do that with a guy like him, I guess. But Sly, great stuff, man. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, have a good one. Love Judge, does, does today's win and kind of what you saw with like, Thielen looks like he's just not 100%. Yeah. KJ Osborne's fine, but he's not a number two. Does today make you more likely to overpay slightly before the trade deadline for something that can help you this year? Um, yes, it does. But here's so here's the other conundrum now, and I don't think that, that we probably have a status on this. Dalvin Tomlinson left the game and did not return. The defensive tackles also concern me. And if Dalvin Tomlinson's out for a few games, that's going to be an issue, too. So, I mean, there's no question, um, not, not to be a complete buzzkill here, but there are certain positions for a 6-1 team that I would love to see at least one, if not two of them, shored up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and defensive tackle, especially if Tomlinson's out, is one. Wide receiver is one. Kicker is one. And the right guard. I, I don't know that you can continue to start this kid, man. You got I, an internal option or two to, to try yes. before you make a try. I'm not trading for a right guard. I would I'm try not either. Chris Reed or somebody. But I'm just saying, as far as the continuity that this line has had, which is impressive, I don't know. And I mean, JJ Watt's still a good player, but he's certainly not the player that he once was. Um, he was literally abusing Ingram, like he was tossing him around at times like a rag doll. So, but defensive tackle and wide receiver strike me as the two things that before Tuesday I would like to see a move made on at least one. And I do think if you got um, a go-route threat, a deep threat to pair with Jefferson, the dynamic changes greatly there. Yeah. Uh, JS in the YouTube comment section has here uh, says, people still complain after a win. Typical Vikings fans. I'm going to jump in here and defend people against JS's slander here in the comment section. It's not that people are complaining. It's that I think people are really excited about the 6-1 and one start, and they see some things that, okay, all right, this is where things are right now. If you want to get to a deep playoff run or the Super Bowl, right, that's the goal of the show. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. It's just you're, you're, you're pointing out some of the things that could have been better. This game wasn't perfect. So I don't think there needs to be a rule on this show or among Vikings fans that if they win, you must not at all point out anything that could be better. It's just it's just this is a discussion among friends who want the Vikings to succeed and and do well going forward. All right? Calm down. Judd, were you also taking notes on uh, Sly's hot takes and and how it's done for, yeah, for a hot yes, take? What, yes, yes, I will. I'm going to come on. Notes. I'm going to come on with a red hot take tomorrow that is going to okay. knock your shorts off. Here's a tease. All right, let me know if we're good. Are we are we good for tomorrow for the show? We don't need Everyone? to like change anything up. Good we're hot gonna, take. Oh, that hot take, yeah. yeah. Okay. I said your shirts will come off. Your, okay. your chill boys will be history when you hear my hot take. Oh, it's funny you bring up chill boys, the most comfortable underwear in all of the land. Uh, what's one word to describe how chill boys are making you feel in that press box right now? Cool. They're cool. They're very cool. And being cool up in a hot press box after a tough game, that's a very key thing. So that's my one word, cool. Very important. What about you, Declan? 
clean. It's it's clean down there too. You know, it's not just it's not just all bunched up because there's nothing worse than you have to deal with that, right? You got the performance brand, you got the bamboo fabric. There's options with the Chill Boys, and you're clean. You're clean in the pocket when you got your Chill Boys on. Uh, yeah, Chill Boys is a Minnesota-based company. You can find them online. I literally have thrown out all of my non-Chill Boys underwear. I just wear Chill Boys now. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made, clothing-wise. Super comfortable, long underwear, even the hooded sweatshirts. Chillboys.com. Uh, also, a shout-out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, helping power uh, the business that we are building here at Score North and Purple Daily and Mackie and & Judd. Uh, and also, for over 100 years, helping business owners inside and outside the state of Minnesota. If you're a business owner and you're looking for just a, maybe a better offensive line to protect your business, risk management tools and resources, that's where Federated comes in. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, who's next? Let's go to Justin W. in uh, North Carolina. Justin, what's, what's going up? going on, boys? Can you all hear me? Yeah, we got you, Justin. Awesome. Well, first and foremost, thanks for letting me uh, come on here and talk a little bit. Um, I'm adding a division uh, to your, y'all's, y'all's chapter, but it's the Chief Executive of Military Member Vikings Fandom. Okay. North Carolina Division. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, down here in North Carolina, represent Vikings fans uh, across the nation. But um, last time I saw the Vikings play live was at FedEx Field in 2017, watching Case Keenum uh, tear them up over there. It was a good W. And ironically, about five years later, I'm going to be up there next weekend. So while you guys are doing your watch party, uh, forget where you're having it at. But um, I'll be over at FedEx Field cheering on for the Vikings. Hopefully, they can beat the Commanders. But I got three points. Um, I don't know if you guys are seeing it. Cook has the ball. Open field, tons of room. He always runs right into a defender. What's going on with that? I think so. I thought about that once today. So there was one run where I, you know, watching on TV, I was like, oh man, there's tons of space out to the right of the hash mark, get out to the right. But sometimes on TV, then they showed the all 22 and the defender had leverage on him. So I think he is trained both by the coaching staff and just with his own intuition to just get upfield as as much as possible. Go go get four yards, go get six yards. Don't dance around east to west to try and break a 25-yarder. So I, I, I think sometimes it looks like, oh, could he have gotten more yards by going out to the right? And he's thinking, I'm going to get five by just going up the seam. Right. That's my take. That's fair. I've seen it a couple times, but uh, it, it could very well be that I'm not a, an NFL player, right? He sees the field better than I do. <laughs> Secondly, Greg Joseph. My man just keeps letting teams hang around. Don't understand it, right? I think this is like the second or third time he could have made an extra point, made it more than a one-score game. Uh, he's failed to do so. So I'll let you guys debate that off the air. Uh, and then lastly, can we get a first down when it matters to choose some clock? That's all I'm asking for, just one first down. I think we had three drives today. You could have at least got one first down, shaved off about a minute and a half to two minutes right there, right then and there. But anyway, boys, uh, thanks for letting me be on. I got to get this computer back to my wife. She got some, some school she's got to do. So uh, get off the air here, boys. Thank you guys for letting me come on. Awesome, thanks, man. Justin, Justin thank thanks for, for coming on. So by my count late in the game, I actually went through the uh, drive chart, and I found four three-and-outs that the Vikings had. Now here's the disturbing thing. The first one, three-and-out, minus 12 yards. Mm-hmm. The next one, minus a yard. The next one, plus 15. Okay, that's not ideal, but you – but you got some yards there. Uh, the last one, minus four yards. And so in four of the three and outs I tracked, they actually went backwards, including 12 yards once, three times. That's disturbing. Like that's a, yeah. coaching, that's a coaching thing where you're going to have to go grind that film uh, because he's right. Like there are key times when they seem to struggle there. And like this offense should not struggle to that extent. 
Yeah, and it's also just some of these situations in the NFL. You can you can prop a quarterback up with system and weapons and all these things, but there are certain situations in games. Third downs are one of them. The Vikings are actually pretty good on third down up until late today. And late game, two and four minute drill where you just ultimately need your quarterback to make a play. If your running game can't get it done, you just need your quarterback on third and eight to find someone. And uh, that's not really been Kirk's forte when, hey, everything's on you right now. When, when everything is kind of clicking and working in play action, that's where he, he, he drives that car just, you know, 65 miles an hour left lane. He can drive that car. When, when there's, there's some turbulence or there's traffic or wind or whatever it is, like he, um, you, it's tough to put it all on him. And I think that's what, what O'Connell is trying to figure out. What do we do if we can't put it all on him in these situations? Do we have to be right. a little bit more conservative, which they kind of were today? So, oh, we'll see how it continues to play out. Let's keep it going here on Vikings Vent Line. Let's go to Joe. Joe, what's up, man? Hey, can you guys hear me? We got yeah, we you, got Joe. You. All right. So, awesome win. We're 6-1. and one, So, you got some glasses here. Put on. Wow, what is the oh, Wow. Is it, are those helmet glasses? <laughs> they are. They're great. I got them for Christmas one year, and I just love them. Um, <laughs> you should. Awesome. <laughs> but some things I like to see, you know, Dalvin Cook looked really good today. And he hasn't looked great this year so far, except for maybe at the end of the game in Miami. But he really looked like a force to be reckoned with, which is what we need for this team to succeed. And then another thing I like to see is on the defense, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Zadarius was like a a hungry dog walking up and down the defensive line and just went after the quarterback and just got it. I think that really was the difference. And, I mean, at what point do we got to start saying that not only is this defense all right, it's actually clutch and good because they keep winning games for us. Yeah, they so that's don't. all I got. Love it, man. Joe, great visual with the the helmet glasses background. Appreciate that. Yeah, they don't care as much about giving up yards between the 20s, which sometimes they get a little loosey-goosey with that. But they seem to get takeaways. They seem to get some big third down yeah. stops. They get big sacks. So it's hard to complain too much. I mean, they've been a top half of the league scoring defense, even though it, it looks weird sometimes, and they give up chunk plays. And I think they have... One of the worst uh, in terms of like the stats they give up to number one receivers going into the game. They were among the worst in the NFL. And then DeAndre Hopkins drops twelve catches for a buck sixty today and a touchdown. But you know, overall, they've held opponents in check score wise. I'm very curious in what two weeks to see this team play the Bills, um, just because I think it's going to give you a really good snapshot of where teams are are at. Because look, I mean, the Vikings are capitalizing, and and there is. No problem with the fact that they are proving to be better than a lot of teams in this league. But the Bills are going to be a really tough test. And I would like to just to, uh, to, put some, to put a check on things. I'm not saying that they're going to win, but I am saying I think how that game plays out in game flow and defensive play and offensive play, I think a lot of things will come into context as far as what this team is truly about and how good this team truly might be. Dude, that's a Fox noon game right now. If the if the Vikings hold serve this week, if they beat the Commanders next week, and they're a one loss football team going on the road at Buffalo, I'm sorry, but like this Chargers Niners game that is sitting there on and on and it's a, that's a, but they might say, well, that's an L A and San it's Francisco market. market. It's 14 market. days, right? Yes. Yeah. When so would they you, have to make that announcement? Like this week, this come this week. So like they, tomorrow, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
Oh, and all, I, I checked too. Let's make it happen. Come on, guys. So now here's a guy, Zadarius Smith. It's just incredible. Mike, it's just incredible. So um, I, I did check. So that the game that we were talking about possibly being flexed on Christmas Eve, the Vikings game, um, it's actually because it's, it's a Saturday night game. It is an NFL network game. Uh, the, so it's a, so that it's a, night game is. Okay. So it won't be flexed. It's it can't locked. be flexed. It's okay. locked in. Yeah. Also, NBC's Fox, Christmas night. I think the Fox prime slot game, like the, the late afternoon game in two weeks, is Cowboys at Packers. If Packers lose tonight and they're three and five, get that game out too. But get I'm, that I'm to, game that's, out. Put, put that game on Sunday night football for God's sakes. Get that game out of prime time. Put Vikes Bills in prime time. We want to see you know Jefferson Diggs. I want Sunday afternoon. Don't move it. What? I want a Sunday what? afternoon. I want a Sunday after. I like Sunday afternoon games. Better than Sunday night games? Yeah. What? I'm not a big primetime guy. I'm not, I'm not a big primetime oh, fan. I love primetime. But, but to Judd's point, the Vikings schedule this year was off to such a wacky start where it was noon game, Monday night game, London game. There was no rhythm. Like, bye week, week five. Yeah, give me I want, I, I want the Sunday night Afternoons. game, though, like, built in now. Like, I want the rhythm, and then, yeah, throw me a Sunday night game. Throw me a bone right. there. But I want the rhythm. Well, you'll get one now. The noon games. You're going to you know, get one eventually. But just saying. <laughs> Why they fire Al Michaels? That doesn't seem to be very nice. <laughs> He's like 80 now, right? He just seems guy, bored yeah. with Thursday night football games. Dude, yeah, he should be bored. We're, I, all, like, we're all bored with Thursday night football they're games. They're awful. Right. Anyway, I digress. All right, Vikings Vent Line on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Keep it rocking here. All right, we got Kirk 2 Chains like with us here. Like that. <laughs> uh, Pulford 2 Chains here on, on the show, it looks like. Hey, Judd Dex. You know, we got Zud, Judd Zolgad over there. Hey, look, I didn't want you guys to have to watch ESPN NFL later to check out my press conference. I had to get security now. And it's no longer Kirk 2 chains. It's Kirk 3 chains. Count them up. One, two, and three. That's Kirk 3 chains. He should add lives. a new chain for every win. It should be every Kirk win. 6 hey, look, chains now. Like this. By the time we get to the playoffs, boys, Kirk 3 chains is going to be Kirk 18 chains. So just write it down. 18 chains. Colford, you need this, man. You you need the Jared Allen mullet. That's what you need. Look at no, that look. Judd, you should try wearing that as a belt and see what that looks like. Hey, look, oh, Kirk God. 18 cousins, he's even got the shirt tucked into the sweatpants. But look, I want to talk about a few things because Judd Zolgad is making fun of my boy Johnny Munt. So I had to take Johnny Munn out of witness protection before halftime, and I'm over there slinging the rock. Look, I'm going to hit C.J. Ham, K.J. Osborne. I'm going to put Valerius Smith in there next week for a touchdown. You feel me, Judd? I never made fun of Johnny Munt. I am the president of the fan club. You Johnny jumped off Munt? the wagon. You jumped off the, the Munt wagon yeah. Johnny, pretty you early. Got, you got off the Johnny I'm, Munt. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mock him. I never mocked the man. I just Johnny said. Johnny Munt out here scoring touchdowns. And look, now I know my haters are going to say, but Kirk three chains. You out there fumbling the ball. Look, if Kirk Three Chains' cousin wants to fumble the ball, he's going to fumble the ball. And I'm going to get it right back, and I'm going to swing it around the field. Matter of fact, Zolaria Smith, he's going to come back. And look, Randy from Cottage Grove, if you put me in your dud stable one more time, we're going to have some words because I am the only stud on the Minnesota Vikings. The Kirk Three Chains' cousin. Matter of fact, Declan, cue the music. Judd, wave the mullet. Here, I got you, Judd. Wave the mullet. Wave it. There you go. There you go. Wait, actually, hold on. Hold on. 
can we can we do this again? But can we zoom in on uh, on Kirk? Uh, is it, I don't know if it's two chains or three chains, chains, cousin. Three chains. Can you just stroke that victory mustache while Ode to Joy oh. plays loudly? Oh. Yes. There it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> creeped out. You creeped out by that? Is he done stroking his stash? Uh, no. I think he Probably needs to not. do it again. Li- <laughs> license, and, <laughs> license and registration, please. Uh, amazing. There he is. That's our guy, Kirk. Uh, Kirk 18 Chains Cousins here. Otherwise known, the artist formerly known as Pulford Skull. Coming on uh, Vikings fan line here. Six and one Minnesota Vikings. Oh, God, Kirk needs to grow a badass mustache. Just like I that. I grow one. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? You roll you roll in to Lambeau Field in two months from now and he's just got the Vikings are like a two loss team. You know what we should grow? A Joe Namath Fu Manchu. Hmm. Yeah, I can see him. November's coming. Uh you know, no November. You can do yeah, it. Don't remind me of that. That's right. We used to have we had some traumatizing uh, Movember oh, and right. No Shave yeah. November moments no. back yes. in the day at 1500 ESPN. Like, like my mustache, that was the weirdest thing ever. Let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to uh, Jacob. Jacob, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, good. Can you guys hear me? We got yep. you, Jacob. Got you. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I think the last time we were six and one is 2009, right? Maybe. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Did they pick and, up a couple losses in their first two months in 2017? Yes. And then they got hot? Two okay. two. Yeah. That's what I thought. But, like, because we lost to Steelers that, you know, we were 6 0, that's still a sore subject, 2009. Um, at least in my for my age. Um, I don't know the, the worst losses before that. Um, but I, I was thinking, what's missing from that 2019? Well, a consistent kicker, Ryan Longwell. I mean, you didn't even. Oh. Did we lose I Jacob? think he's getting a call. He's getting a call. Oh, he's getting a call. Let's give him. Put him oh. we'll put we'll him. Go, we can come back to him. Oh no, he's back. He's back. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think he was getting. He was getting a call. There. Okay. So I um so like we were missing a consistent kicker like Ryan Longwell when he lined up for fifty yard, five yard field goals. I think that was good. So I'm thinking, why don't we kick the tires on an old Viking that now we have a new regime, Daniel Carlson? They're going to be sellers. And we uh, we kick the tires. We give them a fifth. You know, now that we don't have Rick Spielman, we won't need all our fifth round picks and seventh round picks. So I don't know what's going to take to get him, but that'd be sweet. Um, we'll have a, a coach that can, you know, oh it's okay, you know, if you miss, like we're good. But yeah, I hate to like nitpick on that, but yeah, we need we need you know we need a guy that can actually get it done in the playoffs. No, it's a it's a legitimate concern, and uh, I have a question actually, Jacob. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate you. Well, two two questions. Has there ever been like a blockbuster kicker trade? Like, has anyone ever did? Sebastian Janikowski was he ever? That was more just. Oh, he's a first round pick, right? That yeah, was the, yeah. And I think he eventually got let go by the Raiders and picked up by the Seahawks or something. I'm trying to think of if, if there was a blockbuster kicker trade, and I can't remember one if there was one. I, or a I am a trade. yeah. I'm assuming that the Raiders, even though they're struggling and might be sellers, like they want Daniel Carlson for the yeah, next ten not. years. And they'll ask for too much. You're not going to give up a ton to get a kicker. But what's, I guess my question is, and again, you're not trading for Daniel Carlson, but like if Daniel Carlson or Justin Tucker somehow became available via trade, which they are not, but what is the most you would trade for a, a great kicker? 
Would you ever consider giving up a first or a second round pick no, no, for a great no. kicker? Never. Uh, Justin Tucker, who would be the best kicker that you could possibly obtain, I would probably give up a fourth rounder for. I'd love to know what the analytical value there is. Okay, Justin Tucker is available, and they're taking offers. Would you know that it's wise to potentially give up some first round picks for a franchise quarterback? You know that you shouldn't do it for a running back. Like, where where is that break even point from a front office perspective? Well, it's an interesting question. What concerns me about Joseph and his struggles from 50-plus yards as well is this. This guy in training camp on, on the uh, cool confines of the practice field was drilling kicks from, like, 62 yards. So, like, this is mental. This is yeah. a men- this is a mental yeah, problem. physically he can make the kicks. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, if it's a mental problem, I don't know that I can get you out of that funk. And I don't know that I want to take the chance of, okay, it's a playoff game, kid. Can you make this 56-yard kick? And he's like, ah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what you don't want to get to, I think, if you're the Vikings. But there's not someone sitting out there that you know can. You know, It's not like – I know there's guys that you could bring in who could kick in NFL football games, but there's not someone you could bring in right now where I would say, huh, thank God the Vikings brought that guy in. He's going to be automatic in a divisional playoff I would have round. to look, yeah. No, it's a – it's a problem because I think they thought by just being positive that this would all get fixed. And unfortunately, uh, it's proven to be more than, than that. And I'm sure it's, it's one of the few things from the 2022 campaign that Zimmer is enjoying immensely right now is the Vikings' failure at kicker. Yeah. All right, Dex, who's next here on Ventline? Yeah, let's go to uh, Peter. Peter, what's up, man? Welcome to Vikings' Ventline. How are you? Oh, oh Peter, you're, you're, you're muted. muted. You just got to unmute yourself, and then you're, then you're good. Sure thing. I'm there great. Go. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Thanks for coming on. Good, yeah, I was saving you guys from my toddler's tantrum in the background. So, oh, be happy. It's, um, a, it's a Vikings victory Sunday here. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, well, so I'll start with three positives, I guess. Um, you know, the last three or four weeks, watching Kirk Cousins come out to start the game, um, you see him just changing the play, taking command. He's got uh, O'Connell in his ear, I guess. I don't know, but he looks great. Like, where has that Kirk been? You know, we, we've never seen that before. Um, so that's positive number one. And then I also see Kirk um, really throwing some good screen passes today to, to Cook. Um, some really nice scripted ones, too. Really nice design. But those are the ones... I'm going to layer it with some criticism, but those are the ones where I want Kenny to come out here and catch some, catch some of those, see what he can do with some fresh legs, with some speed, um, with two functional shoulders, you know? Um, and then, uh, the third positive I saw was Patrick Jones. That guy looks really good. Looks like, I don't know what, it's going to take to get some more snaps with Donatel, but um, man, he looks, he looks like um, he could really like, like Spielman really hit on him. Maybe Spielman, maybe Spielman should uh, come back as a consultant for, for future Vikings draft. You, he's not allowed to talk about quarterback and he's not allowed to talk about kicker, but if he wants to help with like athletic defensive linemen and other players, you know, I'm offensive line. You know, he's done some pretty good things. Well, yeah, uh, he had to hit. I mean, I guess the odds are he had to hit on one of those four, four. third rounders, <laughs> yes, right? Exactly. That's why he had 19 <laughs> picks that draft. Yeah, exactly. Peter, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate 
the observations. Um, yeah, Wang, he was mentioning Wang Wu. I mean, I just, he's not really part of the equation offensively, and there's probably a reason for that, Judd. Yeah, O'Connell was asked about uh, Kane last week because of that exact thing, and basically in a very nice way said he ain't playing. So um, they've clearly seen enough behind the scenes where they've dismissed it. Uh, I think he can return kicks, but like I had this no- notion because of the speed, and I mean he looks like he he would fit modern day football offensively as a gimmick guy. And uh, O'Connell's response was very like, eh, no, not really. So yeah, they've seen yeah. something. Both coaching staffs now have seen something that they don't like that much about him. Yep, yep. And so did the Iowa State coaching staff. Quite yeah, frankly, so he was not. Used I've given up as on much. that one. So all right, let's keep it rolling here. Vikings vent line more than an hour into this six and one celebration. Yeah, a couple more. Let's go to Roman. Roman, what's up, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, dude. What's Good, going dude. on? Oh, nothing much. Living the dream after a 6-1 and one start to the season. I'm going to wave the flag. Oh, let's get it here. Here we go. All right, count it down. Roman's waving the skull. Hey, it wasn't pretty, but at least after today with the limited injuries to the Cardinals, I mean, a few offensive linemen, from my understanding, going into today's game. You had Kyle, Kyler Murray at full strength. Hopefully, he got plenty of sleep after COD weekend. But we played pretty well uh, against them. And I think we contained him as much as you can. You can't really fully contain Kyler. But I don't think there were any excuses for any Viking naysayers to say, well, you won, but the Cardinals were depleted. Uh, they had Hopkins, who honestly kind of ran all over us today, um, had a great game, but I think we kept them in check. Kirk Cousins, I'm a, I am not really a crusader, but I'm a fan of Kirk. Um, what I will say about him, he actually kind of frustrated me today. He had ebbs and flows. I think he showed as a leader early on playing and calling audibles and seeing things, which he hasn't really done in years past, but that second drive of the game, when we had all the momentum and we went for it on fourth down, on third down, he had the option to run. However, he opted for the pass, and he could have easily moved the chains. Instead, he threw it. Uh, fourth down, same thing, off-target throw. Um, you want to see him make those passes, so I think he got caught up in his own head, but the one thing that was promising is he was able to recover from that. Yeah. Uh, so that was good. Um, offensive line, I will pose this question to you guys. Um, in terms of Ed Ingram being replaced, when is the time to pull the trigger? Because we're playing Buffalo in two weeks. Do you give next week for Chris Reed to to get in there? Judd, do you know what the injury status, like what's the health status of, of the backup interior offensive lineman right now? I think they're all fine. Um, so Schlotman's fine. So Schlo- Reed's yep. fine. Uh, yep, Blake Brandle, I believe, would be an option. I mean, here's the thing about this is if the Vikings were serious about replacing him, I think you probably would have taken the bye week to do yeah. it. They didn't. Um, I, I think they might be stubborn here. I, I think that they might be like, you know what? The rest of the line's playing sufficiently. Uh, we drafted this kid in, what, the third round. We believe in this kid. It feels like they're not going to budge here. I don't know that that's smart, but I mean, just keep in mind for a point of reference, you know, Chris Reed, I think, is yet to be active in a game this season. So it's not like he's a backup there. He is an inactive consistently, which yeah. might mean Schlotman gets the chance. But I'm curious what the – and we, we don't know a lot about this coaching staff's tipping points yet because they're still new. I'm curious what the tipping point would be, like if this game would be like we can't do this. Yeah. Uh, but so far I haven't picked up on like uh, it's imminent he's going to be replaced. Personally, I'd replace him. 
Sure. Last thing, guys. Third de- uh, third quarter, 14 points. Judd, you got it on the right that down. Good job, my friend. Ding. Wow, look at you, man. I Thank forgot you about that. that. Congratulations to Judd there. Thank you very much. Yeah. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks, I'll Roman. Thanks, guys. Appreciate See you, Roman. it, man. Thanks for I'm coming on. Wise sage. A wise old sage. You need some more gray in that mullet that's turned into a beard here. I know I do. It <laughs> uh, looks like Eric in Connecticut is actually rocking a Jared Allen jersey here in celebration yes, sir. of Jared Allen Day. Yes, sir. Honor the man, honor the, honor the mullet. <laughs> Another great game. Hey, look at this. I'm in New England. I'm in southern New England, and look at that. You know what that is? That's oh, wow. the sun setting on another day that the Vikings are 6-1. Play the song. That's also the sun setting on the Patriots dynasty era, but that's fine, yes. Yeah. Running through his field. <laughs> He's Such running a, through his field. That's my front yard. I have a massive front yard. Anyways, um, great game. It, well, good game. Good things. It, how is every time one of our guys gets hit, one of our older guys, I'll say, Thielen, Zedarius, I'm like, oh, my God, please just get up. Please just get up. It's just really scary. Um, Kurt was, I th- think, played well, ran well. Uh, I, I was going to bring up the point, 14 ports in the third quarter. I wonder what the percentage now of, like, how much that pushed us up that we're so, not the worst team. So they were averaging well, – we can do some math here quick. So they were averaging – they had six points in six games. That was 31st in the NFL. And so what they score – was it 13 because they, they missed the extra point, or was it 14? Oh, yeah. 14. No, 14. 14. 14. So then they 14. now have 20 14. points divided by uh, the seven games. So they went from averaging one point in the third – to now 2.9 points per game yes. uh, per third quarter. Wow. It's like a, a rocket Tripled. going up. And now here's one, obser- <laughs> here's one observation on the Cardinals. That team, I don't care if, you know, they fire their head coach, whoever they, that team seems like it's very much a team of egos. I've never seen a team that yells at each other as much as they do. Yes. It's like players yelling at players. It's the coach yelling at the the players it's the coaches yelling at the coaches. Dude, did you see like, Cliff Kingsbury chewed out one of his assistants for yes. like getting on the ref in the first yes. half? Yes, I was like, like oh shoved him back. <laughs> They're like, I'm like, as long as that works out in our favor. But it looked like a great day in Minnesota. Another game. I can't wait to go out for the Jet game. I'm so excited. So hopefully, I'll run you guys out there. Um, but yeah, just another great, great win. Not pretty, but it's a win. We're fi- like somebody said, we're finding ways to win, not finding ways to lose. And if we can have that on Sundays for the rest of the season, I'll take it. Eric, one more lap. Go for it, Eric. Go. <laughs> That's my dog. He's, 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 he's racing dog. his dog. There's a dog. It's Punky. Punky. Let's go, Punky. There he goes. Oh, my God. Oh, that's amazing. Eric this in Connecticut. Incredible. Great stuff. Dude, dude, that yard is, I would not want to have to mow that lawn. That oh yard is God. like three practice fields yeah. wide. He's going to have a riding mower. Has to have a riding mower. You should put some, uh, I know he can still hear us here. Put some goal posts at the end of that yard, man. The dog was great. Maybe let Greg Joseph go out there on uh, Tuesdays in practice. <clears throat> mm. Wow, what event line sash here a little, today. A little cameo from the dog. I always love to see the dogs. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, anytime you can bring your dog into Vikings event line, it. it's, a, it's a dog-friendly zone here. Um, a shout-out to our friends out there, too, at Livia, because uh, not only have they helped Judd lose a bunch of weight and keep it off, but uh, a bunch of listeners over the past several months, too, have reported success with the Livia program, Judd. Yeah, in fact, I'm, I'm going to go to a location tomorrow 
morning to meet with a Vikings fan who came in and heard about the program through our show and has dropped 60 pounds. And so I'm going to I'm going to get to meet with another satisfied customer. You know why? Because Livia works. It's not a diet. It is a weight loss plan. It's a lifestyle plan. And once you drop the weight, they help you keep the weight off. And that is the most important thing. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. First eight weeks right now for free. What an offer. First eight weeks for free. So get on the program today. How do you do it? It's as simple as this. L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Let's see. This is from Andrew Kramer, Star Tribune, Vikings beat writers. Darius Smith said, ex-Cardinals Patrick Peterson and Jordan Hicks. They stood up last night at the team meeting and gave the team a speech on what it was about. If we start fast and hit them in the mouth, we could basically come out with a W. As you can see, that happened today. Although they did show some life and they they did start to get back into it. Yes. But it is kind of a front-running team, the Cardinals. And it seemed like, and by the way, Jordan Jordan Hicks kind of made the game-winning tackle there on that fourth down, just inches in front of... The, the first down marker, and you could tell that it meant a lot to him going back to the sideline and whatnot. So those guys those guys definitely feel slighted by the Cardinals organization, and they, they got their revenge today. It's weird because I don't remember Peterson being that jacked when they played the Vikings. The Vikings played the Cardinals in Arizona in week two last year. He was, I don't remember. Yeah, he was more jacked today, it felt uh, like. Yeah, today yeah. it felt like, and I don't know if that's because he didn't think the team in 2021 was that good or what. But, uh, yeah, from, from the unsportsmanlike conduct when he slammed the Cardinals player on the sidelines and got a flag, he was, like, he was going full tilt. And you know what? Credit to that guy. I think for his age and his play, he's had a really nice season. Yeah. A really good year. A also really worth noting year. here, according to Will Raggetts from uh, SI.com, covers the Vikings, Adam Thielen moved into third place all-time Vikings receptions behind Chris Carter, who has 1,003, Randy Moss, 587, and Thielen's at 499. So he's one away from 500 and probably a season or a season and a half away, if he gets it, away from catching Randy Moss. Mm. But he's now one of the top three pass catchers in Vikings history. He passed... Steve Jordan for third place. The catch that he got hurt on was an incredible catch. Like, I mean, that his hands are without question still magnificent. Can't really run once he gets the ball, but, I mean, that dude still has has just great hands. There's a chance that they could, I'm just spitballing here, if they don't make a trade for a receiver, could you see a little more Jalen Rager between the 20s, open field, and then Maybe. Thielen stays on in the red zone and third downs, or would they keep running him out there as an every-snap guy? I think they would. I think they would. I think that they're, I think they are using Rager as they see best fit, so I don't think that they would go away from that now. And look, I mean, the dude has had problems. Like, he can return some punts, and, and he is ideal uh, for, like, jet sweeps or, or potentially, dare I say it, orbit motion. Oh or a little orbit for you. Wow. wow. Football. But I don't but I don't think they I don't think they trust his hands. And and the problem there is this. If they if if KOC doesn't trust his hands, Kirk does not. I think Kirk at times struggles now and I don't really know why to throw Osborne's way. And I mean KJ's not a big guy. That's part of the problem probably, but um I really thought KJ Osborne was going to be contributing far more and he's real I mean he contributes but I expected him to take a step, and I'd say at best he's the same as he was last year, which was a huge step at the time, yeah. or or maybe a little bit less. Yeah. 
Well, the trade deadline is less than 48 hours away, so we will definitely uh, have you covered on that front on Purple Daily. If you're, if, if you're new to all of this here today on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, uh, this is a daily Vikings podcast, and we also have a few spinoff shows in the Purple Daily family you can find both on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and also on the podcast feed wherever you listen to podcasts. We've got Before We Die with Jesse and Thor. We've got Realistic Randy Rants with Declan, one of our OG longtime Vikings Ventline callers that now has his own YouTube channel and show here. And then uh, Trenches with Boone every week where we've now started to incorporate really fun deep dive film breakdowns. And uh, also Chip Scoggins comes on to rekindle the uh, Purple Access tandem. So daily Vikings entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a damn Super Bowl at some point before we die. And uh, we appreciate all of you for helping to make this the most fan-friendly, interactive show, Ventline, in all of Minnesota sports. Uh, Thank you. We appreciate you. Please click subscribe on the YouTube channel, and we'll see you tomorrow for a little recap of everything that happened today. Vikings Ventline Purple Daily. See you.